Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Saints made a smart decision re-signing Alvin Kamara. Now you can make a smart decision of your own. Sign up to become an annual Saints Happy Hour Fan Club patron and save 5% off the monthly rate. You get access to the Saints Happy Hour daily podcast ad-free. No ads ever. You get the Saints Happy Hour Booze Bundle, four swag items, amazing. Access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7. What are you waiting for? This offer won't be around forever. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com, sign up, and save 5% today. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints Happy Cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's its painful. Well, what happened was that game, we got our ass kicked in the second half. We just got our ass totally kicked. We couldn't do diddly offensively. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete a pass. We sucked. The second half, we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball, they went down and got points. We got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of Saints Happy Hour podcast. Before we get to the Saints-Panthers preview, you're probably wondering why we just played the Jim Mora diddly poo rant because andrew it was the 24th anniversary of jim mora saying i have had enough of your bullshit saints he lost his mind he went off and then the next day literally he uh quote unquote resigned was fired you know i almost wish that sean payton was the coach only when they win but that jim mora (laughs) could could remain could come back and be the coach when they lose just for his post game conference. They need you know what? They should have had they they should I mean we love we love Deuce McCallister, he's great on the radio. They should have a three man booth and they should have Jim Mora in there and whenever they lose, they just send Jim Mora down the press elevator and he does the press conference for Sean Payton when they lose. Yeah, it's it's just it's uh the thing I love the most about Mora is that he would just absolutely lay into his team i mean Everybody, just absolutely them. crush them crush them. but if but if you were ever said anything negative about his his team he would go nuts on you yes it's so it, it, it's one of those things where it's like only i'm allowed to bad mouth my yeah, team it's like, it's like uh, the old animal house thing he can't do that to our pledges only we can do that to our pledges all right that's let's right get, that's right let's, let's get to this carolina game andrew this game to me carolina it's really interesting um one, because Carolina is better than people think. Uh, but before that, the mayor sort of backed down from the Saints, and the Saints are going to have 3,000 people at the game. Uh, so they're going to have fans. So it's you know it's not going to be normal dome atmosphere, but it's not going to be that stale 
pumped in crowd noise. Like they're going to have actual people. And I think that's going to make for a little bit of a better reviewing experience because the pumped in crowd noise is annoying as hell. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, 3,000 fans, and I know they're all going to be on the lower concourse, but 3,000 fans in a 70,000 <laughs> capacity stadium, I just, I don't know what that feels like. Uh, it's going to be I mean, weird. I, I've been to a high school game with less than 3,000 people that's, that's felt noisy. So, you know, it, it, it'll just be interesting. I, it'll be interesting to see how the players, I mean, that's, that's who I'm most interested in seeing how they react to it, you know, because it's one of those things where, if they're pumped and, you know, just they, they've been without fans for so long that even 3,000 feels like a huge win for them. Well, we know Craig Robinson uh, is going to be pumped because he is constant. He, he brings his own energy. I was going to say Craig Robertson. I mean, it doesn't matter if there's one person or 70,000. <laughs> he's the same. Well, the thing is, though, for me with the 3,000 people, I don't like the pumped in crowd noise. It's weird. It sounds like the crowd. Who, who does? Like, it doesn't. Hold on. Who does? So I would one person I'm, that likes that. I'm up for three thousand people barely any crowd noise than pumped in crowd noise. I'm willing to give it a shot. And the thing but are is, you what, sure th- that on the broadcast they won't still do pumped in crowd noise? Uh oh, that's a good question. I don't know. It's a, it's a, I was a, thinking, like you know, for the enjoyment of the the viewer, yeah, that they would think. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know why. But for, I feel like for soccer, NBC does a much better job of however they've figured out how to do the soccer crowd. It's not it's not good, but it's magnitudes better than NFL. Well, I think the reason why that is, Ralph, is because soccer has like the chanting. Yeah, you know, and so like they they pipe in the noise, but it's chanting, so that feels like a real soccer game, whereas like. With football, there is no – I mean, there might be some chanting, but it's really more just noise, yeah. you know, more like screaming. Yeah, and like so, soccer fans have ch- songs and shit that they do. Yeah, it's, so it just doesn't feel as natural. Yeah. And I just – the thing I hate is that, like, they try to make it topical. So a ref throws a flag, and then they artificially pump booing in there, and it's just – Yeah. It's, it's like, re- really, really – you're gonna do that. It's bad. And and honestly, the my, my biggest disappointment is that you can't hear the players, like, say fuck, you yeah. know, or scream at each other. Like that was my one thing about. Okay, well, at least if they're not gonna have any fans, maybe we'll get a bigger window of insight of what they say to each other or to their opponents or to their coaches. So I mean, can you imagine wow. like an empty stadium with untethered access to hearing oh Sean God. Payton scream at Rob Ryan from the oh. sideline. Oh what that would have been like Oh my God, that'd be amazing. Ago. And just delay yeah. it for like five seconds. I don't know. Bleep it out. Or be like, hey, it's the Sunday ticket. It's direct TV. Oh, I don't know. So it's, I think it's once again, it's the NFL depriving us of what could have been amazing. Amazing. Golfing. Like just think and think of the audio polls we could have for this podcast of just Sean Payton cursing people out. That would have been amazing. That would oh be, God, that'd yeah. be amazing. Well, I don't know. Three thousand. It's gonna be weird. I know. I know that it's kind of like a tiered thing where they're gonna yeah. go from three to six, and then six to ten, and then fifteen. Um, so you know, obviously, progressively, it'll get better, assuming things go well. And so you know, that's the compromise that they reached and. Eventually, later in the season, I'm hoping that, you know, at least with 15,000 fans, it'll get somewhere close to approaching a real atmosphere for the players. But, you know, I I just it's something I'm glad they were able to come to an agreement and and at least get started with some fans in there. But to me, 
3000 just feels like so close to nothing that I don't, I'm not that optimistic. It changes. And look, we'll get into when we do the practice reports later Thursday, Friday, we'll have, we'll have, I'll get the Sean Payton audio sound. Uh, but you have to be a patron for that because that's work for me. Uh, so, but I do want to mention that Mickey Loomis talked to the media this week and he was, you know, he was very complimentary of, of Teddy Bridgewater, obviously, and how they, they loved him and he was great for the locker room. And, and Mickey Loomis admitted what every Saints fan said. He's like, I, I really wish he hadn't gone to a team in our division. Like, Teddy, why couldn't you go to the Colts? Like, if he could have gone to the Colts, he'd have been the per- they'd have been the perfect AFC team for us to root for, Andrew. It could have been the Colts, and it would have been amazing, but uh, he didn't. He went to Carolina. And Carolina, their offense, they struggle when they play good. They struggled against the Bears. They struggled against Tampa a little. They struggled against good teams or, or above-average defense. But the thing with, with Carolina that I see, Joe Brady, clearly he's up to running an NFL offense. He was awesome at LSU. He's The offense Carolina runs, it's good. You see the things. And they got Robbie Anderson from the – as soon as he got the Adam Gase stink off of him, he immediately went back to being a nice little NFL receiver. So they have pieces on offense – to be interesting, their offensive line struggles, and we'll get to their defense. But what have you seen from Teddy Bridgewater in the first six weeks? Yeah, I think, I mean, listen, it's the Sean Payton offense, you know, that Joe Brady's just bringing to them. And so yeah. I think Teddy looks comfortable. I, I think he looks like he knows what he wants to do. And Robbie Anderson has been a nice, you know, he, he's always been kind of a hit or miss deep threat yeah, with tremendous true. speed. But like in this offense, they've made him more than that. And I like you said they've turned him into a nice little NFL receiver and he gets more opportunities because DJ Moore is on the other side but uh, he's got good perimeter players you know and Samuel is another guy I think he's got a nice group of receivers that quite frankly I, I think maybe the Saints would want right now as opposed to the ones they have <laughs> that's uh, true but no that's but, actually... yeah at least until Michael Thomas comes back but you know it's, it's but uh, so I I think the thing that's been most impressive is how they've done and I don't necessarily include last week because they looked bad against the Bears and that that wasn't a good game but besides that game Teddy Bridgewater's played at a really high level without Christian McCaffrey and that's probably been the biggest surprise because we we said on on this podcast you know Christian McCaffrey goes down that sinks them they're done because that's their whole team and it's not their whole team because Brady has a pretty good offensive scheme and Teddy's executing it and playing at a pretty good level and I still think they're a six and ten team. Like I think they're a three and three team right now, masquerading as a you know as a three and three team, but really they're a six and ten team. And eventually, I think it'll catch up with them. But I do think it's impressive the way they've played so far this year. And uh, it's I think Loomis said this in that interview, which I also checked out. Um, you know, he basically said, "Look, that's really hard to do, especially this year when you have a new coach, new system, yeah. new quarterback." Yeah. Yep. And they've been able to pull that off. So. I still think roster-wise, they're really young. They're not getting enough out of their young defensive players, especially up front. And, you know, they, they drafted that guy Brown out of Auburn. He has not lived up to his draft stat, stat, status at all. So, you know, he's kind of been a question mark. And then a gross mature is the other guy, the defensive end they got out of Penn State. He really hasn't. Uh, or is it gross matos? I may have I may have pulled a Ralph there, but uh, he he uh, he, he's been disappointing as well. So 
they really haven't, in my estimation, hit the level that. But but like that that's not unexpected, right? That that's like no. that's what we would expect I mean, out of Carolina this year. So they, I, I think the went... big surprise is really the off. The wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff early. And the MLB playoffs are in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. I was actually a little bit surprised that Carolina went and gave Teddy Bridgewater three years, $60 million. Like, because they tore it all down and, and, and were like, we're in a full rebuild, they gave, they gave Matt Rule, I think he gave him a, six, a seven- or eight-year contract. Like, I figured they would be in blatant, fuck it, let's tank mode and be like, we're going to go and get Trevor Lawrence, who's from South Carolina – and is that's kind of a local kid, right? And we can beat we can be the worst team in football. We can have our franchise quarterback, and then we'll go from there. I was surprised that they went out and were like, "No, we're gonna get." They went out get Teddy Bridgewater, get a competent quarterback, right? And and be pretty decent. Like uh, that that surprised me a little bit. I thought I thought they were gonna be full on horrible mode. The Jets, of course, are doing it. They didn't did it unintentionally. But I was I was I was surprised at Carolina's path they're taking for this rebuild. Well, first of all, I'm pretty sure Trevor Lawrence is from Tennessee, uh, but he does play in South Carolina. Um, oh but yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's from and, and, and well, the Panthers, he? by the way, they play in Charlotte, which is in North Carolina. <laughs> just so we have our geography straight there, Ralph. But um, now nah, I'm just busting your balls. But um, I, I I do think that you know Teddy is just one of those guys who's going to take care of the football. He's done a pretty good job of that. He's going to complete yeah. his passes. He's done that. And and and, and it's it, they're getting enough explosive plays, especially out of Robbie Anderson, that it's allowed them to stay in these games. And I just think when these games are close, Bridgewater is one of those guys that he's not going to panic. You know, yeah. I think he feels just – you see it. Like he feels really comfortable in this offense. He knows what he's supposed to do. And so I mentioned this on the other podcast that we had, but when I've been thinking about this matchup a lot and, you know, Christian McCaffrey has officially been ruled out. So he is going to miss this game again. And so you know, that's, that's a tall order for Carolina. When I, I just look at this team and you got Mike Davis yeah. and look, I know it's hard to get a good backup for Christian McCaffrey when you're not going to see any snaps because Christian McCaffrey gets all the snaps. He gets all the carries. He gets all the catches. Like he doesn't get breathers really. And so I know that's not an appealing spot for a running back uh, to, to join the Panthers. And so the best they could get as a backup is Mike Davis. But, I mean, Mike freaking Davis is your backup, and that's what you're stuck with right now to have to play him. He so I just look good at this except team. except for the Bears game. He, yeah, well, he, had he was nice okay. Run. But, I mean, it's just like you look at this team and you're like, mediocre defensive line, mediocre yeah. secondary, a running back that – would not start on the other 31 teams in the league. Uh, you know, quarterback that's playing pretty well and some explosive playmakers. So, and I, I just look at 
on paper, the Saints should crush this team. They should, and they should be healthy coming off the bye. They should be locked in. Michael Thomas coming back, and they should be able to crush the Panthers. But where I get worried is this Teddy Bridgewater story, and I just think he knows this defense. He knows its weaknesses. Um, he knows how to attack it. Uh, the secondary is not playing great. And you know Teddy Bridgewater would love nothing more than to light up the secondary. So it's just going to be interesting to see. Now, obviously, the secondary, they know Teddy, too. And they know this offense because they face it at practice. And so I, I think if there's anyone that can understand how to come up with a good game plan, it's Sean Payton working with Dennis Allen trying to stop the Sean Payton offense. So the yeah. chess pieces here, the the coaching X's and O's here, I think are going to be really, really interesting early in this game. Yeah, they, they are giving up 340 yards a game on the ground, um, you know, and they give up 121 yards rushing. Their defense points allowed, they're not that. They're like 20th. They give up 23, so they're not bad. But the Saints, like you mentioned, they don't have a pass rush. They have six sacks in six games. They lost Bradbury. He went to the Giants, their corner. Like the Saints' offensive line should shove them around or in theory be able to, especially – Especially, it is a home game for the Saints. You'd think that'd give them a little bit of advantage there. Um, so the Saints should should be able to be physical with them. I think this could be another game like Detroit, Andrew, where the Saints are like, hey, it's a steady diet of Kamara and Ladavius Murray, Dave's boyfriend. Like, I think I think this could be a really good game if you are having injury issues or bye week issues with running back. Like if you have uh, Murray for the saints, he'd be a play. I, I think the saints are going to do business on the ground. I, I can't wait to see what the offensive line is going to look like because remember now, Nick Easton's coming yeah. back from a concussion. You drafted Cesar Ruiz to play him. And he really hasn't been a starter in any of these games. And, you know, I know that, the injury in training camp hurt his development. And so he, he, his development was stunted a little bit, but now Andres Pete is back. He's had a week off and there's this whole question about who starts, you know, are you, are you going to roll, roll Nick Easton back in there? Are you going to go with Ruiz or Andres Pete obviously is back at left guard. So I think it starts there. And I think the main thing that I think has been a problem up front for the saints is just that, there's been too much of a, a revolving door at guard. You know, Andres Pete went out, Nick Easton was to the left, Nick Easton was on the right, Ruiz came in, you know, and, and Easton would have to be shuffled back to the left. So their guards have been banged up pretty much all season so far. And I, I just think there hasn't been any continuity up front. So I think offensively, you'll start to see, I think you're starting to see the receivers click with Breeze. And I think that's going to continue. And I think you're seeing Kamara play at a high level Latavius Murray play at a high level but to me it's up front and you talk about this on paper the Saints should be able to dominate this game and I absolutely believe that's true and I hope this is kind of the linchpin to them being able to stack consecutive weeks together but they can't keep having injuries along the offensive line that keep forcing this constant shuffle and rotation yeah really Ralph like that's what's happened the last few years and it's why they didn't play well in the playoffs because there was yeah. this constant shuffle. And by the time they got to the playoffs, they were really beat up. So I would love to see them go four or five weeks now where they can get some stability, not have any yeah. injuries yeah. up front. Yeah. And, you know, that, that that's one thing where, like, I would be really 
worried and just frustrated if you know here we go again like yeah. second drive of the game and Armstead goes down. Well, they've got they've got a they've got a they've got a this is where the schedule gets kind of soft and they got to stack these wins together. I'll be interested to see you know clearly it started to click with Emmanuel Sanders and even Jared Cook had a big he had the big play against the Chargers. So I'm really curious to see Michael Thomas is back. Is this offense going to to be what we all thought it could be? And, you know, we had Zach Streif plug for our interviews. Go to the, go to our Patreon page, search the tag interviews. Zach Streif said in the offseason, we talked to him, look, he said this can be the best offense the Saints have ever had when you add all the pieces together. It hasn't been that so far, but now they got everybody back. Emmanuel Sanders says, I'm dial. I'm locked in. We're ready. I'm ready to go. We and we see it. We saw it Monday night against the Chargers, right? So I'm mm-hmm. curious to see. Does this offense does it does it sort of hiccup and, and and sort of struggle a little bit to get Michael Thomas integrated, or Andrew is Michael Thomas like the jet fuel, and it's like, oh my God, now they have Michael Thomas. Good luck, boys. Who are you going to cover? Because it doesn't even matter because Drew's just going to throw to somebody else. And that other person he's going to throw to is going to be Cook or Kamara or Emmanuel Sanders. Like, is is that how it's going to be? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Drew is – I don't want to say fixed because I don't know that he was ever broken. But I, I think Drew through the last couple games has shown that he's, he's kind of dialed it in. You yeah. know, with his receivers, the chemistry. And, yeah, you know, there are a couple – Aaron throws to Benny Fowler and you know, he, he's still being forced to play with Callaway and, and some guys that maybe he's not fully comfortable with yet. But once Michael Thomas comes back, I think I've seen enough of Drew Brees at this point that I feel like he's locked in. I feel like Traquan Smith, Emmanuel Sanders and, and Michael Thomas is going to give him a really good trio that he'll feel comfortable with along with Jared Cook, Taysom Hill, etc. But I, I, I just think it's really, they will start to gel when they have some stability up front. And so I think yeah. now on the other side of this bye, they're getting a little healthier and they're going to be able to start whoever they want up front. I don't know if it, Easton's going to be in there, if it's going to be Ruiz, but I think the Saints are going to be able to kind of imprint that offense and it's going to be against the, a, an inferior opponent. Well, they're I'm... really going up against someone matchup wise on paper. They should be able to skull drag. And so, yeah, I think, this is the week where you go back to that comment about that Zach Streif made, and if they look great, then okay, we're starting to see it. If they don't, that's huge alarm bells for me because this is a team they should be crushing. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't know that, that that crush. I mean, they're not like they're not like Jets level bad or. NFC East, like this Carolina oh, I team. Te- I think Teddy's going to make some plays. I- I'm not saying that, you know, I I don't mean it in the sense that the Saints should win this game 51 to 17. I don't mean that. I mean crush in the sense that the the interior in the offensive line is getting yeah. significant push. They're getting they're buying Drew tons of time to survey the field, you know, and so maybe maybe a ball get tipped and you'll have an unlucky interception and that makes the game closer or maybe someone drops a ball on a third down and you're forced to kick a field goal and you know that reduces the amount of points you score and i think carolina will be able to make some plays when they have the ball but i just think from a push and protection standpoint this is where i look for the saints up front it to should, be able to crush it should team. it should look like that second quarter from the lions game is what you're yes, saying yes it should that's exactly right 
Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience and is waterproof, which makes for easy operation and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium-ion battery that lasts up to 90 minutes of use. Have you ever pulled your nose hair out with your fingers? That might hurt worse than nicking your balls. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Yes, you will get a replacement blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. Look, fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turn off. It's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. You know, we haven't talked too much about the defense, but I'm really curious to see how this defense looks off the bye. You know, Jack Rabbit, Janoris Jenkins, he's been hurt. He should be back, hopefully. Uh, Davenport was back against the Chargers, did some nice things, although I still think his arm is kind of fucked. He does, I don't think he has full range of motion. We'll see how he looks. Um, I'm going to be curious on this defense because I wrote a column for Channel 4 that we'll publish later in the week that... I was sort of making fun of the the NFL trade deadline and the election. Same day, it's a collision course. It's going to be amazing for Saints Twitter. You're going to have Saints trade rumors and leaked uh, exit polls for the election. It's going to be amazing. I cannot wait. Um, but I'm really looking at this defense, Andrew, because you're talking about two weeks. If you if they play Sunday and you and you still see struggle with the pass rush, struggle a corner, whatever. I think then, once you see this week, Carolina, if you see a great uh, uh, giant deficiency still on defense and you don't see improvement, I think you start to hone in, maybe not necessarily, not necessarily on a specific player name they will trade for, but you start getting to where it was in 2018 where they played Baltimore and literally the next day they were like, fuck this, get me a corner. Right, because Joe Flacco drove down the field and scored. So I think that's what I'm looking for on defense. I need to see him. I need to see Jack Rabbit playing well. I need to see Davenport. I need to see improvement out of this defense, or then sort of their trade targets are going to become clearer. Well, yeah, you know, Deontay Harris is he going to come back from from the bye week? That's a question. Um, yeah. But then on defense, you know, Lattimore. I know he played, but he didn't play great, and and especially like his closing speed was a problem. So. You know, and if he has a hamstring injury, that that would explain the lack of closing speed. So, you know, I'm I'm really interested to see how Lattimore plays because he continues to me to to be a disappointing player this year. But the lasting impression, I mean, the last play he made in that Chargers yep. game was a game-winning tackle. That's right. And so that's something to build off of. And if he can get, if he can bring that play into this game, I'm interested to see how he and does. I, um, you know, and you can't forget. I mean, Lattimore to me. He's a guy that 
gets hyped up and and he I, I think he loses interest sometimes and so <laughs> he does you know no, no no fans you don't know how no fans affects some of guys. these guys and it's gonna affect some better than others and you know like I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this like Michael Thomas to me he's probably a guy where you just look at it and you're like no fans doesn't matter because he goes at 110 percent if it's a scrimmage if it's yeah. a practice if it's a if it's a walkthrough so yeah, and I I think he's the same no matter what, but you know, Lattimore may not be that kind of guy. And so you know, maybe fans, no fans affect him more, but you know, Jack rabbit's a big one. I just think this secondary has not played good enough. Uh, and if that, if you want to say like three and two overall, the saints have been disappointing. Yes. Breeze hasn't looked great. Yes. The offensive line's been banged up. Yes. They've missed Michael Thomas. Uh, but I don't think you can I – mean, I, I, Taysom Hill maybe has been a big disappointment so far, I would say. But to me, the biggest disappointment by far is the secondary, by yeah. far. And they, they need to show up and play a good game here. The thing, so the thing, getting Ra- Jack Rabbit and Lattimore back is going to be huge for that. The thing that was hard is I was scouring rosters. Uh, it's really hard to find even an Eli Apple-level corner – that I think a team would trade you. So if the Saints yeah. decide if the Saints decide they need a corner, it's gonna be hard. I, I found other like I found pass rushers that they can go and get. Ryan Kerrigan for the Redskins. He's older, but I think he's in the he's in the last year of a country. They could go get him. Leonard Williams for the Giants, they're a dumpster fire. They might want to flip him to get assets. He's on a franchise tag, so that would take that would take serious Loomis cap shenanigans to get that done. But, man, Andrew, if they decide after this week they need a corner, I worry that it's going to be it's gonna be a hard it, – it's not that they won't be willing because we know they're willing to go YOLO, but, like, you got to have two teams to do a trade. And I, I, I really – like, like their corner solution, I am beginning to think it needs to come from in the building. Like, they just have to play better. There's no – that's yeah. the fix. There's other ways they can trade and do stuff. But at corner, like, the dudes they have just have to play better. Well, and they have dudes. I mean, you know, they have Chauncey Garner-Johnson, P.J. Williams, Patrick Robinson. I mean, those, these are all guys yep. that we've seen make plays at times. And so it's about putting it together. But I, I still think Lattimore and Jenkins, like, it just they, – they will make or sink this team. Those are yeah. the guys that are supposed to be. This was supposed to be a tremendous cornerback tandem, and it's so far not. it hasn't happened. So, yeah. if it's going to work out this year, it's it's really got to be those two. So, yeah. yeah, I'll be interested to see how they play, and I'll I'll throw out. I don't know if Kiko Alonso is going to see any snaps in this game, uh, but Anzalone's kind of been up and down. I know that they wouldn't necessarily put Alonso in there to be a cover guy. Um, but I'll, I'll be interested to see if, if they get him snaps here and there. Yeah. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. 
Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Well... We'll end on that note, and I just want to tell people, this podcast is free, but let me tell you, you know, you got the Rona situation with Carolina, you got, like we said, the trade deadlines coming up. This podcast, we deliver breaking news reaction Saints podcasts to our patrons, custom RSS feed, within 30 minutes after it happens. If the Saints do a trade, we're first. If they have an injury, if they pr- pr- uh, postpone this Panthers game until Monday night or Tuesday. We'll be first, and you'll want your Saints fixed because you're going to be on Twitter. You're going to be like, what are they doing? What's going on? We'll give you that reaction, and it's only 10 bucks a month, and you get the booze bundle. You get the, the podcast ad-free. You get access to the Discord channel where we're talking Saints 24-7. Uh... You know, you just want to do it. It's the best $10 a month you'll spend all football season, I promise you. Facts. So, for Andrew, I'm Ralph. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you again tomorrow.